Hey, how you doing? Dave Marchese with you for the Summer Hack Podcast. And a reminder, we're going to be back next week with regular programming. So Hack's going to be back on your radio and here, our usual podcast schedule, back up and running. And we're already hard at work. We're cooking up some good stories for you. So make sure you're listening then. But hopefully you're making the most of summer now. And maybe you've recently found out over the warmer months that some of your mates have got some exciting news. They're getting married and you're getting ready for some weddings this year because we know a lot of people postponed their big days for this year, for 2023, because COVID, lockdowns, it was all pretty unpredictable. Everyone was like, we'll make it safe and push it back a bit. Can be pretty exciting. Can also be intense though. Like you've got to sort out your travel, your presence, exy. And it's stressful to be the guest at a wedding, especially if you're more involved than others. Maybe you're in the bridal party or something, and nobody talks about this. So when hack reporter Shalila Madora started looking into this story last year, we had no idea just how much it would hit with you. We had the text line exploding, people calling in, phones off the hook, without doubt one of our most popular stories last year. Young Aussies saying they're sick of spending sometimes thousands of dollars on trying to make their friends' unrealistic dreams come true. We spoke to a relationships expert on how you can deal with these awkward conversations with your friends. But first, Jalila had a chat with some hack listeners about the crazy amounts of money that they've spent on other people's weddings. Josie didn't hesitate in saying yes when her bestie asked her to be in her bridal party. I was like stoked that she had asked me to be a part of her wedding. I was so happy. She thought it was going to be a pretty chilled affair, but boy, was she wrong. I was left out of pocket $4,800 by the end of it. The wheels started falling off when Josie realised the expectations her friend had for her hen celebration. It was so elaborate. Her friend insisted on a three-day weekend to be designed by a party planner. A nice dinner. She wanted a wine to a party bus. Wanted a night out on the town after that. Wanted everyone to have matching pyjamas. Spa night, so people had to bring face masks. She wanted, like, a cocktail competition. I had to borrow money from family to help cover my cost. And that was just the hens. It got worse in the lead-up to the wedding when the bride and groom expected the bridal party to pay for their food and drinks. Then there was the cost of the accommodation. We were all paying close to $600 each per night. We had to stay there for three nights. The bride has lost friends over this whole thing. A few even pulled out of going to the wedding altogether. If she is just going to be so self-absorbed and so self-centred, I don't think she'd be able to see my side of the story and be able to rationalise how she was acting. Even though Josie's still friends with her, the whole experience has left her scarred. And I think if someone was ever to ask me to be in their wedding again, I would say no. It's just too expensive. I mean, there wasn't really a question of we wouldn't go. Like, we're a very close family. Okay, but there are some people you do anything for, no matter how much it costs. So far, it's cost me nearly $10,000. Fuck me, 10 grand. Sophie from Nam, Melbourne, only has one brother. So when he decided to get married in Cartagena, Colombia, she said yes, no questions asked. You can be unhappy about something, but know that you still have to do it and still be willing to do it. It's costing her an absolute fortune. The flights are going to cost $4,500 return 
and then they are having four days of wedding celebrations. So that has equaled to about $2,500. Sophie says her brother is earning some major coin, so he doesn't realise what that amount of money is to other people. For Sophie, though, it's a commitment of its own. It's all coming out of my savings account. That's been going towards a house deposit. So a small Indian wedding would last at least three or four days and would have a minimum of about three to 400 guests. The expectations around weddings are often steeped in culture. When I actually went to a Western wedding, I thought, oh my God, is this, is this it? Is this the wedding? Nisha from Nam says in Indian weddings, people are keeping a close eye on how much money you give as presents. I can remember my parents having this uh, notebook in which they would write down who had given how much money at various weddings in their family so that when they attended a wedding in that person's family, they would return that present. That might sound weird to you, but heaps of cultures do something similar. Our very own Dave Marchese says that's common in Italian weddings too. Back in the day, that's where your obligations as a guest would end. But Nisha says that's changing now. That's how the sort of expense of, for a wedding guest adds up. Ultimately, it's up to individuals to decide if they want to be part of these huge celebrations. We've been invited to three separate destination weddings from three separate friendship groups. Tom from Ghana, Adelaide, has decided to prioritise these friendships, even over other big life decisions. Very recently we came uh, really close to a house that we really loved, but at the same time uh, a couple of these destination weddings were announced and we decided that instead of stretching our budget really thin uh, with mortgage repayments, with interest rates going up, it was, it was not worth the financial stress and, and we'd rather be able to enjoy our friends' weddings. So Tom and his partner have pulled out of buying a house for now. For them, travelling post-COVID and getting to enjoy close friends' weddings is way more special. Money comes and goes, houses come and go, there'll be other houses, we'll earn other money. But our friends have chosen those specific dates and locations for their weddings and so we, we've planned around that. Hack on Triple J. Shalala Medora there and whoa, it's open the... Text line floodgates on this one. There's so many messages coming through. Someone says, I was out of pocket $6,000 for a friend's wedding as a bridesmaid. Now on her second marriage, I've been asked to do it again. Another person says, I was a bridesmaid for my brother's wedding and I forked out about $1,000 for three dresses and alterations for the dresses, hens, hair and makeup and wedding gifts. There was no thank you, no appreciation. That was Laura in Melbourne. And someone else says, I wonder if these expensive wedding people are the same ones who give out a shopping list for their birthday a few months in advance. It could be. Bryce and Ebony were speaking about that a few weeks ago and they're pretty annoying as well. But we're sticking to the weddings and big events. I want to talk to someone who can give us some advice on how to navigate these really tricky conversations with mates. Fiona Bennett's from Relationships Australia and she's with us now. G'day, Fiona. Thanks for coming on Hack. Hello, you're very welcome. This is such an interesting and quite controversial topic by the sounds of the input you've got. It's very controversial. Weddings are all about building and cementing relationships, but it sounds like they can also tear them apart. Why do people get so caught up in the spectacle of a wedding? Well, it's interesting really, isn't it? Because a wedding is the whole celebration, isn't it? It feels very public. You know, the couple is saying, hey, this is us. 
look at us. They are, and then and they want people to to know all about it. They want to feel like a celebrity for a day. I think um, a lot of couples have this dream day in mind, Fiona, and they think that the more money they spend, the more elaborate it is, the better it's going to be. Is that just a recipe mm. for disaster? Oh, look, it can be for some people. I mean, your interviews were saying, you know, some people do earn a lot of money, and proportionally for them, spending what seems like a lot actually isn't as far as their income is concerned, but they're quite rare, really, aren't they? As far as most people really have to budget and really have to take account of of what they do earn and what they can afford. Some people on the text line, one says, I paid $2,500 for a friend's wedding, pulled out as a bridesmaid the night before the wedding because of her behaviour, not friends anymore. Ow. Another person says, me and my fiancé are getting married in Ireland by ourselves. No one's invited. Our son's christening had fights and punch-ups. I didn't want that again. No way, not at a wedding. And another person says, I've been to friends' weddings in South America, Malaysia, India, France and Greece. I've never been in the bridal party and my gift has been my presence. They've all been epic and I wouldn't change a thing. Let's go to a caller now. Brooke's on the line. Hey, Brooke, what's been your experience? Hey, so I worked in the wedding industry for over 10 years and sort of as Instagram grew from what I saw working as a wedding planner, was it really put the pressure on a lot of people to go bigger and better and, you know, get those really Instagram-worthy kind of photos. And you saw people trying to one-up each other? Yeah, and I saw a lot of people really sort of pushing their budget further than they wanted to so they could get the right, you know, look and that kind of thing. Very interesting. And you have a very unique insight as a former wedding planner. Brooke, thank you very much for that. I want to go back to Fiona Bennett from Relationships Australia. Fiona, how should you approach a friend if what they're asking you to spend is just too much and you really can't afford it? It can be difficult, can't it? Because money is often a sensitive subject for people to talk about. So sometimes it can be good to start really quite softly in terms of saying, I know this is such an important day for you, really want to be part of it and join what feels like such a celebration. You can even sometimes say something like, it it feels awkward for me to say this to you given we're friends, but I thought you'd understand or I thought you'd want to know, you know, kind of my situation in this. And what about if you've already had a big fight with someone? Like we're hearing from people on the text line now who are saying, yeah, I haven't spoken to my former best friend for years because of a big blow up we had over weddings. What do you do? Should you be, approach them? Is it better to give it time in that situation? How's the best way to approach mending a relationship? Yes, really great question, because it can sit really difficult with us, can't it, as far as this doesn't feel right. I feel like there's so much I would like to say, but is it right to, or when is the good time to? And it depends on the friendship that you had leading up to the big fight and quite how that played out. But usually, if you approach someone saying, this isn't feeling okay for me, I really want us to be able to have a a conversation about quite how we got off track with that or quite what went wrong it felt bad for me when it happened I didn't want our friendship to be ruined because of it there's ways that you can raise the conversation if the if the other person comes back and really is quite defensive and isn't open to talking about it 
then that can really help us understand, okay, it was so important for them. They're not able to hear what I want to say or what my experience was. So yeah, that can, that can tell you something important. Summer hack. 